excellence in execution, Evil Eleanor Lewis. The lovable, the huggable, the unstoppable. Your favorite mascot's favorite mascot, Lambskin. December 13th, 2021, 6.43 p.m. Lots of sports this weekend, including the Sweet 16 and Elite 8 of the NCAA Women's Volleyball Tournament. We are now down to a Final Four, and evil Eleanor Lewis is an expert on volleyball, or at, uh, least sort a, of. or at least a sort of big fan. <laughs> I, I watched some games. It's nice. That's that's <laughs> that's the expertise we're looking for. Um, but yeah, let's let's talk about that. Let's um, because it's a new. This is the first episode covering volleyball. Let's go over a few basics before we get into the tournament. So uh, I'm curious, actually, and I'm sure Lambskin is too. What are the positions on a volleyball court? <laughs> All right, so I mean, are you basically familiar with like the way that like every every point, every time you get possession of the ball, you 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 rotate like the six players rotate positions sort uh, of. clockwise. I was gonna I was yeah. gonna ask that afterwards, but yeah, okay, you can so, go into that whole thing—the rotation, the positions, all of it. Right. So basically, uh, the main positions that are in volleyball are you have. Uh, the setter, who is the person who handles the second ball most often mm-hmm. um, and sets the ball up for an attack. Um, there's an outside hitter who plays on the left side of the court, and that's like the main attacker. Uh, there's an opposite hitter who plays on the right side of the court, and then there's middle blockers who play in the, the middle of the court, and it's like, you know, they, they block and they also do what's called quick attacks, um, where Oh, they're standing. Quick <laughs> yeah. Reminding me of like a Pokemon. Oh, yeah, no, they, they're literally like called quicks. Um, so they'll, they're standing pretty close to the setter to begin with. So they'll do these like very quick, sharp uh, sets that the, the middle blocker will attack like very, very quickly. Are um, they these middle blockers? Are they the ones who are right up against the net just trying to block any spike? Yeah, that's so defensively, that's their, their main job is to like, is to block. So anybody who's in the front row, they're going to, they're going to be part of blocking. Uh, but it's like expected that the middle blocker is probably going to get the most like big, like what they call stuff blocks, which is a block you get a point off of. Nice. And then or like you- where you, you, you like kill the ball to the other side of the court. Um, so you on a, on the side, you have six players at a time. Um, and there's a little line, like a 10 foot line in front of the net. Um, and if you are rotated behind that line, you're not allowed to attack overhand, right? So if you do an overhand swing and the ball goes over the net, that's illegal. So you'll have two middle blockers, two outside there, two, uh, outside hitters, and then usually one opposite and one setter. 
Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. So, okay, there's a there's a line that's 10 feet from the net. I guess a line mm-hmm. across the court. Yeah, parallel to the net. Parallel to the net. And yeah. if you, when, so you rotate every single position. It's not just rotating into yes. the server. So, yes. So even, so I guess if you're a middle blocker, you're only a middle blocker for that point. So if you are, uh, you're a middle blocker and you're in the front row, let's say that you start like in the rotation of the six people, you are the person all the way on the left, right up against the net, right? Mm-hmm. So you still will play middle blocker. So you have to start there when the ball is served, but then you can like run to the middle and play your middle position. Okay. But if you are the middle blocker playing in the back row, you can't. You can't run up to the net and block overhand because that would be illegal because you're in the back row. You can't you can't be a back row blocker. That's no good. So there's another position, one more position called libero, uh, who swaps out freely with uh, usually the middle blocker. They only play in the back row. They only do defense. They're not allowed to attack overhand under any circumstances. Um, and uh, in certain certain leagues, they don't, don't serve either. But in women's college volleyball, they do. So liberos do serve in women's college volleyball, which is not necessarily the rule everywhere. And that's like the. Sorry, go ahead. Well, that, that's the seventh. That's the seventh person. Yeah, that's the person wearing the like the alternate jersey, the one that's like a different color jersey. Yeah. Okay, I did notice that. Yeah, but not yes. is not so on the court. Them. Swaps in for somebody else before each point, if it makes sense based on where the rotation is. Yeah. So you, you'll they'll want the libero on the court pretty much all the time because they're like a defensive specialist. Uh, like that's all they focus on. Yeah. So the libero doesn't have to rotate at all. So they do still rotate, right. but because there's like they they can sub freely, uh, which other players can't sub as often. There's like rules about how often you can sub a, a, a player or a position, but liberos can come in and out for one position, basically, you know, whenever that rotation happens. Um, so they're always in, always in the back row. Okay, and because because they're never hitting overhand anyway where they've rotated to doesn't matter as much because right after the serve, they can move to their, to the back where they're, where they're specializing in. Yeah. They'll usually be in like the back left corner. Like that's usually where they play because that is the most common course that like the opposite hitter is going, or like the outside hitter is going to go to like hitting, you know, Mm. an angle across the court. Um, The libero will want to be in the position to pick up the most of those. Right, to dig, ah, as they say. Yeah, to dig. Good lingo. Dig <laughs> the most attacks. What's that, lambskin? Oh, no. I, I thought it was just called a barrow. It's a love barrow. Yeah, yeah. L-I-B-E-R-O, because they are free to sub. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. What, 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 is, that, is that from a, is that Latin? It's probably Italian. I don't know. Oh, okay. Italy, where the game of volleyball volleyball was invented, of course. Volleyball. (laughs) Is that true, Larry? I didn't Wikipedia volleyball. I don't know. I I did just make up that fact, but maybe it's true. Maybe it's true. I don't know either. Yeah. I guess we'll never know. It's impossible to find out. Yeah. So, so, um, 
Okay, say you, you you are the libero, but you've rotated to the rotation has moved you to the middle blocker position where you're supposed to be up front. Do you have to always start in where you've rotated to, or can you set so, up wherever you want? So what will happen is like if you you know you have your like three back row positions, right, and then like three front row positions. So you're like, you're the little bearer. You stepped in over here when the middle blocker went up to serve, right? And mm-hmm. you rotated over here and then you rotate over here. And when you would rotate to the front, what you do is you tag out for the middle blocker who you came in for in the first place. Uh-huh. And then you go back and serve here or okay. wait until the player serves and you come in for them. So you're always in the back row. Got it. That's why, that's how they could always make sure that like, they can maximize people's specialties as much yes. as possible. Yes, I also realized I did a visual demonstration on a podcast, which is like extremely <laughs> worthless, but whatever. Yeah, well, I'm recording the video for Zoom, so maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe this will be the clip that makes it as the, the featured clip. I'm sure that there's there's better, there's yeah. a better graphic. Yeah. Well, well, nobody knows how cute I am because nobody, everybody just hears my grating voice, you know? Me, Lanskin. But you are adorable, so, yeah. you know, oh, maybe... thank you. Everybody take Eleanor's word for it. I am adorable. Yes, Lambskin is very cute. Unlike Lambskin's cousin Latex that I'm allergic to. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, Lambskin, uh, if I'm going to describe you, you're all white with just a black patch around your right eye. Yeah. And you've got 32 distinguished and, and 32 human teeth. <laughs> yes. Actually, to go to the dentist, it's, it's uh, 31 teeth. Oh. You gotta get an implant. Yes. Oh, okay. Those are uh, a pretty penny implants, aren't cheap? No, they're not. Uh, hey, guess what I did with my hooves? I looked up uh, how volleyball uh, was uh, created on Wikipedia. And uh, apparently uh, it was a uh, game that was created in the uh, United States of America wow. in Massachusetts. In a place so it's called like Holyoke. Same as fucking basketball. Yep. Wow. Probably by a doctor like James Naismith. <laughs> Well, I didn't read that far, so I don't yeah. know if it was a doctor. Probably by like a gym teacher, as like some. Oh, it was a time. physical education director. Ah, uh, uh, a professor even of physical education. <laughs> yes, his name was William G. Morgan. Wow, William G. Volleyball. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it, William G. Volleyball. Yeah, I wonder if the term yeah the term volley probably already existed. I guess it's from, yeah. from tennis or. Uh, missiles being volleyed from country to country. It's being, a, just, you know, classic being a word stuff. Yeah, classic, you know, just hanging out, being a word. All right, speaking of uh, great words, we've got three of them, and that is Lecator Member Manet, who, Hell yeah. who you've said is, you know, one of the all-time great sports names. And I agree. And she's she plays for our Pit Panthers. Yes. So go I guess pit. go Pit. I'm I'm sitting and pitting. Um, <laughs> what they say? They say that all the time. They're like, we're pitting. 
Oh, we can't wait to pit today. Ooh, I took a big pit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yes, I was like a tormentor Manet. Yeah. So she's uh, outside hitter for the, mm-hmm. the the great University of Pittsburgh, a extremely good, very productive uh, attacker for the pit team standing. As you will hear about a thousand times per match if you watch a pit match only at 5'8", which for a volleyball player is very short, uh, but still is just like extremely dominant, jumps like a crazy person. She jumps so high. Yeah. And she's also extremely versatile. She's like great on defense and she's like, she does a lot of like offsetting for the team too. So if they get like a pass that doesn't go to the center, I think she's set for like five points or something. Yeah. In the, um, in the quarterfinal match. Like I did notice. Excuse that. me, I live across the street from a fire station. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, you're you're currently, for those who can't see the visual, Eleanor's apartment is currently on fire. Yes, it's a problem, but I think we have enough time to keep recording. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as it doesn't go to your computer. So, yeah, I was watching. I watched the Pitt Purdue game, and I watched uh, the very end of the Pitt. Uh, game against who did they play before Purdue um it was oh god who was it uh Kansas Kansas yeah, yeah. yes Kansas. so um yeah I I decided to like Pitt just because of all the Good. schools that were left I was like yeah I I kind of like Pitt and I liked I've, I used to like the Big East and they were in the Big East at one point in time and you were down and you had also liked Pitt and you told me about this five eight outside hitter and I watched that and then saw, yeah, she's got she's got mad ups. She it's truly insane the spring yeah. she's got. It's like it's fucking crazy to watch. Yeah. And because like you see some of these the blockers as you were talking about, they're like six foot, six foot two. And they barely have to jump to to block the shot. Yeah, you just they stick their arms up and they're already over the net, basically. Right, and then uh, but this player because she's five eight has to really get up there, and it's it's a it's a thing of beauty to watch her like jump. It's like it really looks like the spiking volleyball emoji. Yes, it really does. <laughs> um, but yeah, as you said, like so that's her specialty, but also is good on defense. Also uh, had a few aces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has a uh, a good, good, strong serve. Uh, very productive server. <laughs> yeah, so she uh, is leading Pitt now to the final four, their first ever final mm-hmm. four. Yeah, yeah. It's also it's been like it's been like decades since any Pitt sport got this far in like their national tournament, except for the uh, men's soccer team, who earlier this year um, did did the same or are doing the same. Oh wow! So like. Big year for Pitt Athletics, honestly. So now I'm I'm remembering the quarterback almost got the Heisman, basically. I, yeah. I, apparently, I could give two shits about football, but apparently that happened. <laughs> yep, and he's supposed to be supposedly will be drafted this year to the NFL. I'm sure. Um, All the best to him. <laughs> I'm liking uh, this player that you both are describing. What was the player's name again? Lecator Member Manet. Nice. Yeah. Uh-huh. It sounds like a prancer like me. I can jump real high because I'm a lamb. <laughs> yeah. And you get you jump a lot higher than most people can expect. And and jump right, higher right, than right. taller animals have to jump. Like giraffes don't really jump. Oh, they don't. They don't. Now, Eleanor, you you're not from Pittsburgh, but you went to college in Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, I went to uh, Carnegie Mellon, so just up the road from Pitt. Right. 
that's where the 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 nerds go as opposed to yes. the pit athletes. I mean, to be honest, though, there's a lot of nerds that go to pit too. <laughs> nice. They have a very good pre med program, and they got a lot of fucking nerds there. So you know, don't sell them short either. I won't. I'll never say that again. Um, so so I guess you've been a pit fan partly because of that. Yeah, I mean, there's like, I mean, not you know, not to be harsh, but there's almost no point in being a CMU sports fan. Um, it's not uh, fun. So it's much more interesting to sort of attach yourself to Pitt. Right. Now, uh, Lambskin, you have a Pitt background on your screen uh, where the panther, where it looks like a panther is trying to eat you. Yeah, panther's trying to eat my butt. <laughs> Uh, what, why, why are very enticing to this Panther? Why are you a pit fan? Oh, uh, I, uh, want to see if I can replace this Panther. Really? The, uh, the mascot, uh, for the pit. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, a, I think it's a fair play. I think the Panther is too similar to the Nittany Lions at the fucking pedophile school. <laughs> you know, like, I have a question. Why are most of these, uh, you know, mascots, why are they all, like, mostly feline? I mean, like, I don't know. Why, why is that? Like, lions and panthers. Okay, sometimes maybe bears, I don't know. But mostly felines. I mean, like, I think I would make an excellent mascot. Yeah, I can I, jump I, really high. I can jump really high. I mean, like I can use my tail to, you know, like spike. It wouldn't be a, a libero because I'm too short. But you, know, I guess libero is a very versatile. Like you yeah, the bears are actually usually the shortest player on the team for the most oh. part because they don't have to jump. They don't have to get over the net. Oh well, then I take my statement back. Yeah, you'd be a great libero. Be an extremely like an airbud situation here. Yeah. And when you said you would turn around and spike with your tail, it reminded me, wasn't there a, a similar to Air Bud, a movie where there's a donkey that's a kicker? I hope you're right. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe maybe on a future episode I'll have to do a review of this I don't movie. I don't watch movies with donkeys in them. <laughs> Probably for the best. Yeah. Uh too much braying. There is, there is. I bray better than a donkey brays. It's a much it's a much more soothing. Yes. Anyway. You're thinking about you're thinking about Gus from the Don Knotts collection where <laughs> uh, the inept California Adams um, recruit a mule who can place kick a football 100 yards. Wow. That's, that's amazing, but I still stand that I will not watch a donkey movie. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's fair. Okay. Well, I do have a question about serving. Yeah. Like when me, Lambskin, was in Lamb High School and had to do Lamb Volleyball. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, sometimes I had to do underhoofing, and some lambs did overhoofing. Or maybe yeah. you humans use underhand and overhand. You, you, you know what I'm talking about. Uh -huh. So, like, what's the better type of serve, and what's the, like, regulation serve that uh, the pits have to do? I mean, you can, you can serve... You can serve underhand or overhand. You can do a jump serve or just stay on the floor as long as it goes over the net. Um, almost everybody is going to do a jump serve at the college level where they like do a little jump, either try and get like a lot of spin on it and hit it really hard or get no spin on it and hit a float serve. Um, but at the very least, everybody's going to serve overhand. 
Um, it just like, you know, it's a higher angle of attack. So it's like harder to pick up and you can get more pace on it. But there is a novelty serve that some players do where they, uh, it's like a sky serve where they serve underhand, like <laughs> as high as they can in the air. Um, and it goes like this very high, very tight arc down to the other side of the net. And it's like, sort of like a, it's a trick serve, you know, it's like a novelty because you don't see it that often. So only a couple of players do it because obviously there's a big risk that you'll just like whack it out of bounds. Um, and it only works if the ceiling's high enough. Mm. Uh, but that's like basically the only underhand serve you'd see at like a higher level. <laughs> I like that. Wow. And it's dependent on, yeah, the arena having a high enough ceiling. Yes. But probably very prevalent in beach volleyball. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure. I'm, I don't know that much about beach, but it seems like a much better opportunity for a sky surf. <laughs> I, I do remember when I was in middle school in Lambskin, probably when you were in Lamb Middle School, that <laughs> when we played volleyball in gym class, I think we were for we had it was regulated that we serve underhands. But that's probably because so we would be less likely to hurt each other. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or hurt ourselves. That tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so so if you became the pit mascot, do you have um, any thoughts of what you would do to kind of pump up the crowd? Oh, boy. Oh, so many things. Oh, man. Uh, I'd come out. You know that song that goes do, 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 That song? Yeah. You ready for this? Y'all ready for this. Y'all ready for this. Yeah. I'd come out. I'd come out in that song. Uh, I don't know, maybe I'd put a costume on, but, you know, me being who I am, I feel like, you know, just being myself would be enough. But maybe I'd, you know, maybe put a top hat on or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or, or maybe, oh, you know, there's fruits that have pits in them, like peaches, and nectarines. Maybe I'd wear a, a garland of nectarines around my neck. Yeah. Or you could do like a Carmen Miranda type headpiece. I think I, I think I like my idea better. I have a garland of nectarines around my neck. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Thank you for your suggestion, though. Okay. Uh, Larry, <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> you could help me with the, uh, you know, like, okay, Eleanor. I usually have uh, a couple of catchphrases, uh, uh -huh. but you know, for like when I was trying out for other sports teams, I had uh, pretty cool catchphrases, and uh, Larry really helped me out with some. Really, really cool and good ones. Uh, so maybe you could help me out with a really cool catchphrase as I come out with my garland of nectarines and that do 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 do. Y'all ready for this song? Okay. I'm just like, is it like, just anything, like, yeah, like a pit related yeah. <laughs> catchphrase, or, or maybe yeah. a volleyball related term? Yeah. Well, I was, I was thinking like I killed the panther, baby. And then you take a bite of the nectarine and you spit the pit as hard as you can and go, I killed the panther. And that's your catchphrase. I, I, I like that. I like that. I killed the panther. Baby. <laughs> Everybody goes fucking crazy. Everyone's like, yeah, yeah. this lamb killed we the hate, panther. We hated that panther. Yeah. <laughs> trying to get rid of him forever. I like it. I like it. It's an A plus from me. A plus. Oh boy, who's who? Who's the who's the guy I gotta talk to in order for me to <laughs> kill that panther? Uh, I guess Mr. Pitt. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Or maybe their coach. 
Is that that I saw him on the Probably, uh Patrick Gallagher, the 18th Chancellor of the University of Pittsburgh. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. I'll take it up with the Chancellor. Take it up with the Chancellor. Yeah, Chancellor Gallagher, the Chancellor. Yeah, you just get go. You can tweet at him. He's on Twitter. Mm-hmm. All right, I can't wait to get my hooves on on my iPhone. Watch uh, out! Just Instagram away. Yeah. That that sign though is a little tough for me. Sometimes mm-hmm. it gets, gets away from me a little bit because you know, like I only have one digit, but do I have two? I don't know. Sometimes you, I don't look at my own hooves. It's tough though. You need both hooves because you need to hit the shift key to get that that sign. And uh, you may have nectarines as a weapon, but. All Gallagher's have watermelons as, an, as a weapon. <laughs> so watch out. Uh, so pit. But those are seeds. They're not pits. And then uh, watermelons. Right. This is going to be this is going to be a part of your history there that, that your your pits took out the seeds and overcame and proved. Yeah, it the seems better. like you're. You're going for progressively higher administrative roles here, starting with the mascot. Now you're just taking out the chancellor. <laughs> well, if the chancellor doesn't give me a chance to be a mascot, the only yeah. thing I can do is they should. Out, you know? It's a chancellor. They give chances. Yes. I would assume that's why they're named chancellor. Yeah, if he doesn't do that, like, what's he good for? Yeah. Unless oh, boy, it's, unless it's oh, chancellor boy. Palpatine or something. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm gonna kill the panther. I'm gonna kill the panther, baby. Y'all ready for this? Pit. Listeners can't see my dance moves because they're pretty sweet. They'll just have to wait till you become the pit mascot and have to watch the games. That's true. That's true. I don't want to be disappointed again, though, because I've, I've tried out for so many mascot positions, you know, and I feel like I've had solid, you know, solid moves, solid, uh, you know, uh, branding. Uh, but uh, nobody's biting. Nobody, but no, nobody's biting for lambskin. Yeah. Biting. I don't know. Can't win them all, I guess. No, no. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> Moving on, Pitt will be playing Nebraska in their final yes. four matchup. Uh, Pitt ranked third, Nebraska ranked tenth. What do you know about Nebraska, the team? Uh, the team. I mean, I don't know a ton, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> but they um, they pulled off a huge upset over uh, Texas, um, and and in the history of the program, they have been to the final four of the tournament, like. 13 or 14 times, something like that. So like, it's a, it's a program with a long history of like getting deep, deep into this tournament. Um, and like having, having watched like parts of their match, they're like, you know, it, it's almost redundant to say this because it's true of like every team, but they're like extremely tenacious. They have a lot of like mental toughness to um, stay in the game against Texas where like they have an extremely like dominant versatile offense and this like absolutely maniac cheering section who are unmatched probably. Uh, and Nebraska still managed to come through on top of that. So oh, big te- matchup. Oh, Texas is their cheering section is unmatched. Oh yeah. They're maniacs. They're at <laughs> <laughs> the hook them horns. Yeah. Every, so, you know, you get three touches, right? Like in mm-hmm. volleyball bump set spike. Every single time they do that, the whole cheering section goes, we 
are Texas just like every single time. And it's they do it like like they say we when during the bump. Yeah. So it's like we are Texas and the whole whole crowd does it. It's like extremely overwhelming. It is. I would imagine that being distracting to the players. Yeah, I mean, there is like a bit, I don't want to say gamesmanship, but of like, you know, just making noise and stuff when the opposing team is serving and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the crowd can matter. Not that much, but it can. Yeah. I, oh, I, you I think I have three words that <laughs> I can serve to Texas. I am Lambskin. I killed the panther, baby. Wow, this is this is growing. So not only do you say that during your your big move, like your big like halftime special, but just the fans every time they do the bump set spike, they're gonna say, "I am Lampskin." That's right. Yeah. That's right. Now, yeah, you're bringing people together. <laughs> yeah, you're doing a lot for humans as a lamb. I like humans. I just okay. don't like donkeys. Just <laughs> okay, just donkeys. The only one, the worst uh, of the animal uh, kingdom. I'll tell you the truth. Yeah. The reason why I hate donkeys is because a donkey broke my heart. Oh. Oh my God! What happened? I don't want to talk about. It. Well, that's fair. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but if if you feel like sharing at some point maybe maybe okay. maybe Larry, maybe i'll talk talk about it in, a, in another broadcast i don't know yeah but maybe i'll be hired by the pit and i won't have to come on and try to try to Just hired by the pit yeah yeah maybe i'll be hired by the pit <laughs> and then uh, all my dreams will be come coming true for to become a mascot it might very that's well a, be. That's a dream of mine, Eleanor. If just in case you didn't know, Lambskin has been wanting to be a mascot for a team for a very long time. He's trying out new things. Yeah, she, I don't think there's any sport in the world that has Lambskin in mind as a ma- mascot. But I'm going to change their minds. Change all their minds. Yeah, I've I've thought about if there is a team that has like. That are the lambs or the sheep or anything like that. And I don't think there is or none that I could think of. Oh, no, no the closest I can think of is like, um, like boars, <laughs> like, you know, yeah. like, a, like a boar or a pig. Yeah. The razorbacks, so I guess. You didn't say donkey because yeah. I would have been very upset if you said a donkey. Oh, no, no. I don't, I don't think, think there are any donkeys. Donkey no As the Democratic Party, but other than that, I think it's like nobody. <laughs> <laughs> that would be nobody would be damned fool enough to pick a donkey as a mascot. Maybe when they have those like those congressional softball games, maybe the Democratic team has a donkey as a mascot. It's possible. It's very well possible. God, just some like hill intern in a big donkey costume, <laughs> just like miserable, sweating. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this is why I got a poli sci degree. Now, you know, it's making me think that maybe I could uh, replace uh, the Democratic Party's uh, mascot. That's a good from one. A to yeah. a lambskin. Yeah. It's a good. Not that, I was, not that I'm going to abandon my pursuit in becoming the, the, the mascot for, for the pit. 
Right. Yeah. Frankly, I think don't deter my dreams. Don't deter my dreams. You can probably do better than being a political party mascot. I think that's that's a lower tier mascot. I think. Mm -hmm. Thank you, thank you, Eleanor. I'm going to shoot for the stars. Yes. Yeah, not as beloved as say the San Diego chicken or or the future mascot for Pitt. Poultry. Poultry higher than a lamb. I, I don't get it. Yeah, that's an interesting one. It's so it's the, that's the mascot for the San Diego Padres, who nothing in the name suggests chicken, but I don't know. Somehow they landed on it. It's very, that's a shame. The same way the Pitt Panthers will land on lambskin. That's right. Wish it into the universe, Larry. I am speaking it into the universe, and I will yes. po- and I will post this on iTunes. All listeners, lend your Genki Dama energy for Lambskin becoming the Pit Panther replacement. You hear that? Dragon Ball Z reference. Also, five stars and uh, give it a review. All that stuff. Um, Even if it's a negative review. Yeah, please. Any review is a good review. I mean, it's not, but (laughs) all reviews are welcome reviews. Uh, okay, the other side of the Final Four bracket. Yeah, we've, we've got Louisville, Wisconsin. Louisville versus Wisconsin. Now, Louisville is the number one team. Louisville are unbelievably far and away the, the number one team. They are undefeated in their season. Uh, they, I think, have they've given up less than 15 sets throughout the entire season. So, like, you play, you know, best of five sets and each set is played to 25 points, and they have given up so few. Like, they, they win in three, like, all the time. Um, they're just, like, extremely dominant, extremely consistent. They have, like, this ex- this very, very tough, tenacious block. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, it, it all sort of goes from there. You know, they can they upset the other team's offense, it throws everything off, and then suddenly it just starts snowballing, and they, have the, they take control of the match in this very powerful way. Uh, so they're great to watch. Highly recommend. Wisconsin's also really good, obviously. Like, they're the four seed. Uh, but Louisville are definitely a really fun team to watch. Yeah, so so Louisville, by all accounts, should make it to the finals. Hopefully, On paper, Wisconsin beating Louisville at this point would be an unbelievable upset, mm. I would say. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes upsets happen, like a lamb defeating a panther. Yes, it's true. Do you guys do, know what I'm talking about right now? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. What were you saying? Say what were you saying? Oh, I was just saying that I was thinking about something. Okay. Thinking about, I'll tell you what I was thinking. I was thinking about apricots. Yeah? A stone fruit, a, a fruit with a pit. Yes! Eleanor gets it. Mm-hmm. Mm. You said apricots? See, I heard. Oh, if I had a garland of apricots and nectarines around my neck, (laughs) that would be variety. That would be very various. I, I, I was mistaken. I when you said that, I thought you said you're thinking about acrobats, and (laughs) I was wondering what. I can do some. I'm a lamb. I can do some acrobatic tricks. Of course, you're a lamb. (laughs) What lamb can't? I can. I can prance. That's that's uh, that's mostly what lambs are best at, at least the prancing. Is avocado? Do they have pits? What do they call their seeds? Are those pits too? 
So those are pits. Avocados are technically uh, droops or berries. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, cherries have pits. Yes. Cherries have pits. Well, you know what? I'm revisiting the idea of doing that Carmen Miranda style uh, hat on my head, Larry. <laughs> there are lots of fruits that have pits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, we know that, speaking of how lots of fruits have pits, I would guess lots of teams have star players. Do Is there anyone worth noticing besides who we've already talked about, Legator member Manet, on these other teams? That uh, well, I mean, I also want to call out on Pittsburgh. Um, uh, Gray. Uh, mm-hmm. I forgot her first. I forget her first name, but that sucks. Shouldn't she was the middle, with the, the middle blocker. Yeah, the middle blocker, um, who is just really great. They're basically the two transfers that like came into the program uh, recently, and they are just super good. Uh, yeah, it speaks volumes of the program, actually, that they, I mean, the transfer protocol is probably is big in a lot of college sports, but the fact that the athletes from other schools want to transfer to Pitt means that they're, their volleyball program is doing well. Uh, yeah, yeah. Apparently, it was like a bit of a struggle to recruit. Like to remember Manet, just like because uh, she she was playing. I forget where she was playing. It might have been like Missouri or something yeah. like that. Um, which is you know very far afield from Pittsburgh. You obviously are focused on a very different like realm of college athletics at that point. And then they like came to her and were like, Hey, do you want to be in charge of a volleyball team? And she was like, I guess. Yeah. Um, and it's going pretty well. Yeah. And that's cool. And good for, good for us. We get to watch her in the final four. I also noticed, um, I don't remember her first name, but Fairbanks on pit, um, was doing a, had a lot of kills, I guess. Yes. So Fairbanks is the number 10, right? The, um, She's one of the two setters, I think. Mm-hmm. Very tall. I she was playing believe. up front. Uh, yes. Okay, she is. So that's a, it's an interesting thing. So uh, the the rotation. <laughs> Let's talk about some more uh, volleyball shit, Let's right? Do it. So the the all the positions that I listed um, initially. So I said like there's uh, an uh, outside hitter, an opposite hitter, and your setter, middle blocker, and uh libero right so most teams will just have one setter and one opposite hitter right so uh the setter will always set from wherever they are in the rotation um they'll always get the second ball so when they're in the front they have two attacking options usually when they're in the back they'll have three attacking options and this is by far the most popular type of rotation right now um, but Pitt runs a 6-2 where they have two setters, one in the front and one in the back in each rotation. So they always have three attacking options. Um, but it also means that their setters have to be outside hitters. So that's, uh, that is Fairbanks. So she's okay. like one of the, the two in the 6-2, uh, which means that she's like a very versatile hitter and player. Um, and it sort of like opens up a bunch of like, attacking options that other teams don't have and means that they never really have a rotation where they'll get like stuck in like a bad matchup because they always have two setters. Like they have, they have a lot of, they can, they can change things up really freely. 
Um, and, you know, it has its disadvantages, which is why it's not popular, but it's possible that people will rethink those disadvantages uh, yeah. in upcoming seasons, but who knows? But yeah, she did get a ton of points. Yeah, and that seems to be a trend in a lot of sports of, like, positional versatility, I guess. People who could play in multiple positions. Uh, in basketball, they like players who could defend most multiple positions. Um, so this is volleyball's version of that, I suppose. Yeah, it really, it's, like, very demanding on those two players, on the, like, the, the setters slash hitters. Like, they really, really have to be good at pretty much every aspect of the game. It's very demanding. Yeah, and I guess... So a lot of that does fall on, like, recruiters. Like, you have to be able to recruit those players, otherwise you can't, you know, uh-huh. you can't play that style. So after college... Serena Gray. That's what I mean. Serena Gray. Um, so I was thinking Cynthia, and I was like, I know that's not right. <laughs> I, yeah, I was thinking Sonny Gray, who's a, pitch, who's a pitcher in baseball. Um, uh, so once these players graduate college... Um, if they want to continue in the world of volleyball, what is next for them? Is there a pro league? Um, there are pro leagues. A lot of players who want to play professionally will end up going to Europe. So like Mm volleyball is way more popular in like Russia and uh, Italy in particular, like the Italian super league, I think is like, at least for the men, that's really huge. That's why Um, the libero exists. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those Italians, you know, they love their Massachusetts-based net sports. <laughs> yeah. You know, I feel like a bump in the United States for uh, a pro volleyball team or making it more popular uh, would be a movie about the struggles of, uh, you know, a kid who's down and out and uh, just makes it in volleyball. Just... I don't know. Has there been a, a, a really good volleyball movie that's been out lately? I, I don't know. I haven't I haven't seen one. Maybe we could pitch one and then it could star Lambskin. That's me. Yeah. There I mean, was that's like where... a pretty a sappy one that came out, which was like a uh, it's like based on a true story, I guess, about a high school volleyball team where their like star player got injured or died. And I forget which one. Um, and that's not good to have forgotten because it is based on a true story. And then they're like, well, we're going to win state as, you know, tribute. And then they do it. Wow. Spoiler. <laughs> Most sports movies end with good stuff <laughs> happening. I, so I'm, yeah. I'm thinking of titles for this movie. It could be called Bumps in the Road. Setting Expectations or or Lambskin because named after... Oh, oh wait, Lambskin... La, la, I can't even say my own name. Lambskin Spikes. <laughs> Lambskin Spikes. Yeah. And oh, wait, what, what connotation, though? Lambskin Spikes. There, ha- there has to be a volleyball on the cover or else it... it with my face on it. Right. Yeah. It's just gonna people aren't gonna get it. It's like lambskin spikes could be taken in many different ways. Would you want the cover, the volleyball, to have your face? Um. And and I don't mean this in a way of like of 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 violence towards anybody, uh. But like your face in blood on the volleyball, much like Wilson. That's interesting. 
Let's put a pin in it. Let's put a pin in it. Maybe that could be the name of the movie. Let's put a pin in it. Let's put a pin in it. Now that would be a wrestling movie. (laughs) Put a pin in it. (laughs) So they go, some of them go to, I mean, there's obviously international play in the Olympics and then others will play in the pro leagues in Europe or Russia. Yeah. And you know, elsewhere, elsewhere in Europe as well in Asia. Uh, But yeah, that's like the, uh, the target is to like go to Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, you know, the Olympics and like, there's a, there's like a FI, FI, uh, FIVBA or something. It's like, it's FIFA, but for volleyball, they like have their, <laughs> they have like a world cup ecosystem and like a club world cup ecosystem and everything that sort of parallels like the champions league and stuff like that. So okay. it's a very European sport. <laughs> like, yeah. The champions league like, where there's like, so there is an Italian league. There is a french league what have you and then there's yeah the yeah yeah league. like you know like the japanese league and whatever and like they all will have you know the, mm-hmm. all the different clubs champions league style also you're asking like standout players mm-hmm. uh, on other teams uh the louisville setter is a uh, tory dilfer whose father is um what's his face from the ravens trent dilfer yeah yeah oh wow yeah trent dilfer is always I, I always wonder how he feels about this he's the example of a team that could win a super bowl without a star quarterback i mean you it, that's sort of what louisville is like where it's like it's hard to point out one star player uh, who's like oh if you took if you took them out the whole thing would collapse because there isn't anyone like that like they're very versatile and very deep they're all just great you know yeah yeah so that's cool. Uh, Trent Dilfer's daughter, Tori Dilfer. Um, Dilfer is not as cool of a last name as member Manet, but will. Unfortunately. Yeah, Dilfer is rough. That's it's a tough it's play. It's rough, yeah. Now, um, have you ever heard of the sport? I And this question is to both of you. Have you ever heard of the sport fistball? I have not heard of fistball. Contest. Contest? What? Oh, you gotta give me contest. Okay, so, uh, and we have actually talked about it on this show, and I've had a, I've had two um, members of the Australian national fistball team on this show. It's basically, and they don't like when you describe it this way, it is volleyball, but on a big field. So people are like running and diving for for digs. Uh, you can actually let the ball bounce once between oh, hits. Look at this. You, you, you're finding some fist ball clips. Yeah, I'm looking at some, looking at some photos. Yeah, it's basically volleyball and a, it's but bigger. It's like is it like is it like a, a volleyball is to uh, American football and rugby to uh, fist ball is something something like that. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't follow no, that okay. analogy. Um. Yeah, what is a sport that's like usually not? I don't know. Is there a tennis you could play on a field? I don't think so. I mean, you play tennis on a grass surface sometimes. That's but true. That's just regular. That's, that's just regular tennis. Yeah, yeah. Um. Honestly, this looks fun as hell. Yeah, it does. And uh, but I guess in size wise, it's like ping pong is to tennis as volleyball is to fistball, maybe. 
Okay, so are the rules like the same? Like you just can't, let, or is it like you just can't let the ball hit the ground, or only once? Can only hit once. I, so when I watch some fistball clips, they do let the ball bounce, but I think maybe it can't bounce twice. Um, and that's to, I guess, get around the idea that it's there's a lot of running in the big court. <laughs> Lance can just uh, just had an epiphany, and I don't know if you, okay, hear me out. Okay. I think fistball from the pictures that I'm seeing might be soccer and volleyball at the same time. Two sports that are not popular in the US of A. Yeah. Two sports unpopular popularized together. But- Honestly, this game looks amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I totally play it. I absolutely want to play fistball. It's like, I mean, I love soccer and I love volleyball yeah. and this involves running around outside. And the main drawback of volleyball is that you play it indoors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I guess you do wear knee pads, so it doesn't hurt too much when you dive for it, but it's probably more comfortable to dive on a, a grass field than a hard court. Oh, almost always. Yeah. It does look like a ton of fun. Um, so we've Ooh. got, we've got three for our pickup game. We could get a few more. I, mean, uh, I think I might have to wear a uniform because grass stains on white fur. Yeah. It's uh, a bee to get out. On yeah. Wikipedia, the list of notable fistball players has only one entry. <laughs> uh, Wait, does, does fistball have uh, teams? They have to have mascots, right? Oh, oh, yeah. Prime opportunity for lambskin. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. There's certainly, there are mascot opportunities up for grabs in this sport. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, I only know of international play. They they play in the world games, which is like the, the sports that can't make it into the Olympics. Which, yeah, like ultimate frisbee and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So there's going to be fistball in the next world games. Do you is, think it would be a detriment to make a fist? Whoops. It might, it might, it might hurt if you have hooves instead of fists. But I don't know. That didn't stop Gus from kicking those field goals. Yeah. Let's not kicking. talk about the doggy we, we've discussed. What, Gus and his perfect 100-yard place kicks? Yeah. Or to make a, a metaphor you'll like a little better, it didn't stop Air Bud from dunking a basketball. That's true. Actually, I looked up uh, some volleyball movies, and uh, Air Bud happens to have uh, played <laughs> volleyball as well. Really? Yeah, there's an Ed, uh, Air Bud movie. Uh, it's uh, one of the top <laughs> 20 volleyball movies. Uh, it came out in 2003. Uh, what's it called? It's called uh, Air Bud Spikes back. Ooh. Ooh. So it took away Lambskin's title of Lambskin Spikes. Ah. If I could just take my hoof and just shake it into the air. Dang you, Airbud. Dang it. It's too bad you can't move your legs. No, I can't. I can only do this. Yeah, you can only. Just for the people who can't see, all I can do is just. Go back and forth with my head. Just kind of go yes, back and forth and rotate. Tottering very like stiffly, yeah. but cutely. Yeah. But I could do th- this move right here where I could just like do, 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 do. Yeah, the like navel gazy club dancing is extremely possible for yeah. you. 
<laughs> and very important for dancing to y'all ready for this. That's right. Yeah. Honestly, if you're looking to consume some media about volleyball, I would suggest the anime Haikyuu. That's probably the best volleyball Hi-Q. thing to watch that's not actually volleyball. Wait, I'm going I'm going to look this up now and see if I can find it. Oh yeah, check it out. H A I K Y U U which is like sort of an oh, archaic. It is listed as one of the top 20 volleyball movies. Oh. Well, look at that. What is it? Why? What is it? H A Y. K Y. Wait, H. H I. H A I K Y U U. Hi. Like haiku, but spelled weird. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I'm going to share my screen so we can watch this trailer. What's that? It needs more lambskin. <laughs> I do like the detail of the gymnasium with the basketball backboards, like, I, you know, moved out of the way. Yeah, the, sh- the shared gymnasium is, yeah. like, very true to life. Yeah, just a bunch of wet guys playing sports. <laughs> What's not to like? Dripping. Yeah. Lots in this in this uh, trailer. Lots of tying shoes. Yes. Number ten. Got knee guards. Yes, must protect the patella. Is that is that redhead the main character? Yeah, that's our main guy. So the whole sort of gist of the show is that uh, that's that's the main guy. He's really short, but he wants to play volleyball. Um, but he's like crazy athletic. Yeah, and he ends up uh, becoming a middle blocker actually, which is usually the position that the tallest player plays because he is so fast that he can hit like. He can hit quick attacks that like people can't even keep up with. So wow. it's pretty cool. Sounds inspirational. Cool fun show. Okay. And it's very like, you know, like there are, you know, cute little high school things happen too. You okay. know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It's a nice show. We'll definitely check that out. And on Thursday, check out the semifinals. And then Saturday, the championship match. Absolutely. Now, um, before we get out, first... Lambskin, do you have any volleyball-related questions? I think I asked them all. Sweet. And we covered them all. Uh, yeah. So, Lambskin, what would you like to plug, if anything, before we get out of here? Well, look, first of all, I'd like to say very, thank you very much to uh, Eleanor for helping me figure out my catchphrase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I killed that panther. I killed that panther. <laughs> 
I killed that panther, baby. Yeah. Uh, uh, what do I have to plug? Uh, oh, I will uh, plug this show, Larry No Sports, because he sure does. Yeah, if you're listening to this, you should check out Larry No Sports. That's right. Uh, um, oh. Maybe uh, the next time I uh, maybe the next time I come on this show, I will be a mascot for a team, or maybe I will be so busy being a mascot, I might not be on the show. Yeah, which would be a shame. And I mean this in the best possible way. I hope. You're never on this show again. Okay. <laughs> Eleanor, anything to promote? Uh, yeah, sure. I'd love to promote the Armando Diaz Experience, an improvisational comedy show taking place at the Magnet Theater in New York, New York, several Saturdays per month. Go to magnettheater.com for more information about all of that. Thank you very much. And it thanks is. for having me on the show, Larry. Of course. Uh, it's a great show. Check out the Armando Diaz Experience. Um, also one of the first improv shows I ever saw in New York City. Oh, no. Oh. And I, of course, am at Larry the Athlete on all social media. And you could subscribe to Larry Knows Sports wherever you get your podcasts. May all your dreams be hoop dreams, and may the rest of your days be days of thunder. <laughs>